Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go, that's a little tribute to Eduard Keel there, who um, has died recently. Rest in peace. Troll old man. So that actually shows that this podcast is recent because that only happened like, you know, a little bit ago. Yeah. So it's almost like doing a little, having like a newspaper in the back of like a hostage, um, like to show that someone's still alive, you know? Oh my God. It's a bit like that. Sticking one of them in there. Okay. Sorry. Blimey. Hello and welcome to TV. And welcome to the Yog Pod. How you doing, Simon? Wait, what? This is the podcast. The the what? Yeah, I know. It's been a little while. The Yog Pod. I got a phone call from Fred, who does the animations. He was like, "Oh no, there are no more podcast material running out." So he was like panicking because he didn't have any more things to animate. Where's he from again? He's from Sweden, uh, actually. Okay, that was a Swedish accent. Okay. Yeah. Of course it was. And therefore, sure. we're going to start going. I thought we'd just start off talking about about E3. Right. We just came back from E3. And um, Oh, God, yes. Do you want to tell me what, what it was like, your experience going to LA and, and going to E3 for the first time? I think it'd be good to talk about. So, go on. Run me down. It was, it was magical. We went to E3. We went to California. <laughs> you always start. We you always start with it was magical. Every time. <laughs> Do I? Do I? Oh god. Yeah. That's fine though. It's fine. It was magical. It bloody was as well. We visited the Getty Museum place. We visited um Universal Studios Florida uh which for some reason was in Los Angeles. I don't know what it was doing there. It was a bit confused. Maybe it got lost on the way. Yep, that happens. We got to experience rides, which made me feel quite ill. Uh, the Mummy ride, or the Mummy 2 ride, or whatever it was called. I really didn't like that, right? I spoke to the guy, he was doing a tour, and I said, look, you know, I don't like rides with a lot of movement, and I went on this ride in the dark at um, Disney... And it was horrible. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The worst ride is the Simpsons one. And I'd just been on the Simpsons one and it was fine. And I was like, all right, I've just been on that, I said to him. And it was fine, I said. And he said, okay, well, then you're all set. And then I was put in the mummy 
and it was horrible. I was in the dark. I was being thrown around. You go backwards. I was, I wanted to be sick. They t- they take a photo of you as they do on these rides, and I looked like I was <laughs> enduring this torment. You know, my eyes was crushed closed. Yeah, and I was like, ah! like that. I was like the mummy. You don't. You were like the mummy. I mean, it would have been scarier if, like, a giant TV screen showed my face in the ride. Everyone would have screamed. I would have gone, Aah! and everyone watching the screen would have gone. Aah! 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 But no, no, we were in the dark. There, it was terrible, wasn't it? It was fucking awful. Now I didn't, th- I didn't think the mummy ride was too bad. I mean, you don't. Are you kidding me? So you don't, you don't like things that you can't control you know you don't like you know being in a ride like being trapped in like a a, a sort of compartment that propels you around but Mm. i thought the haunted house at universal studios was a lot scarier um which is where we basically walked around this sort of dingy sort of haunted house type place and there were people lots of actors kind of dressed up the scariest thing right the scariest thing to me about the haunted house was the fact that I couldn't see where I was walking and there were stairs. That was the scariest thing to be in there. <laughs> Your biggest fear, a set of stairs. Yeah. You need to work out more. You need to do more exercise. I'm like a Dalek. I'm terrified of stairs. I hate them. Well, no, but that was, that was disproved, wasn't it, in the recent Doctor Who's? Yeah, they hover, you know, they were like, stairs? Stairs, these are no problems for the Daleks. And they just went, you know. I like how you changed the voice. You started off with Stairs, we don't like stairs. Oh, we're not scared of them. Hopeiko, la la la. Exterminate, annihilate, destroy all humans. <laughs> went a little bit Griswoldy. Little bit Griswoldy there at the end. Oh, God, I love the Daleks. So, yeah, and then. And then you launched into the real Dalek voice. I like that. That was good. That's good. I'm proud of you, man. It was good. There weren't any any of that kind of stuff. It felt like Universal Studios was quite interesting because there were so many things missing from it. You know, so many big mm-hmm. like film IPs. You know, it was like it was like Hollywood super film awesome, but there were massive chunks like missing. You know, because they only have certain you know intellectual properties that they use. There was um, no Avengers ride. That that was missing. No, no. Did you see the Avengers? Uh, by the way, uh, I haven't seen it. No. Oh wow. Okay, good. I don't really care. I don't really care about it. You know, it's like, it's like the biggest viewed film of all time. It's like huge. It's massive. And that means it's good. Obviously, this is a letter. Actually, this is a letter. I've I've actually got uh, I've got a stack of letters here from fans. Do you have a, a bulging sack? Full of post of correspondence. We've had so much correspondence. Now, yeah, right, I I have a very good idea of the kind of letters that we get, and I think calling it correspondence is slightly too grandiose. You think so? Slightly too grandiose. Okay. Well, this is from Gregory Le- Lechner. Hello, Gregory. He says, uh, "What is your favourite character from the Avengers? Were you a comic book fan as a child? Do you do you like reading comics?" So, go on. Who's your favourite comic book or Avengers character? Oh God, comic books. Now, this is this is a tricky one. I think it might be John Constantine. 
one of my favourite comic book characters. Right. He's like a Liverpudlian conjurer magician type guy who makes deals with demons and basically gets everyone he knows killed uh, at various points of his life. Oh. It's a very a very good series. Is he from Sandman? Sandman? He is, yeah. He's, he's the Sandman. Oh, my God. He's from Sandman. Sandman. I'd, I'd, Basically, the Neil Gaiman... It's Hellblazer. He's oh. In. I don't know if he made a cameo in Sandman. He might have done. Uh, but, no, he had his own series of Hellblazer. And it was... The Keanu Reeves was in Constantine, the movie of it. And it was a bit strange because he's, like, blonde and he dresses like a tramp and he's, like, a massive alcoholic chain smoker. They kept that in, the chain smoking. And, um, obviously, he's from Liverpool. And to see Constantine brought to life in the movies as... Keanu Reeves was strange, very strange, very strange. But I liked it actually. I liked the movie. I thought it was faithful in the right areas. You know, the tone overall was pretty close, and you know, it was an enjoyable movie. So that's my favourite character at the Avengers, John Constantine. That's a very serious answer. Thank you. Damn, that's a good answer. So a less um. Intellectual question. Mm-hmm. How many five-year-olds could you take in a fight? Or how many 90-year-olds could you take in a fight? Um, am I armed? No, you're like, um, you're unarmed. I'm unarmed. I've lost my arms. Yep. They've been ripped off by hungry five-year-olds. Yep. Zombie five-year-olds. And senile 90-year-old men. Yep. Zombies. They're zombies. Well, let's imagine they're oh, zombies. Oh, God. That'll put a twist on it. Yeah, they're vicious. It makes them easier to kill. Zombies are much easier to kill. The danger of zombies is that there's so many of them. Right. How are zombies easier to kill? Because you just, like, hit them in the face and their head explodes. Right. <laughs> and goo goes everywhere. Haven't you seen a zombie movie? It, well, played a, I, ha- you know, I have, but... played a video game with zombies in. I mean... You just explode. You know, you just have to look at one... And sort of do, like, a blue steel look. They do seem you know, glare at fragile. Them, and they just explode. Yeah. Mm. Like, they're about to fall apart. But I don't know. I don't know. So, z- zombie... How many zombie five-year-olds could I take in a fight? Or 90-year-olds. Now, I, I think the 90-year-olds would be harder because, you know, they, they probably have prosthetics. They probably have, like... <laughs> basically, what I'm, I'm thinking of them, they're a bit like Wolverine. They've got like this metal skeleton inside of them that makes them invulnerable. I was thinking like a pirate's eye patch and a fake leg, that kind of prosthetic. I don't think they've used. I don't think they've used wooden legs as prosthetics for <laughs> quite some time <laughs> in you know the, the civilized world in inverted commas. Probably not. I'm sorry, Lewis. We had to amputate your leg, but it's okay because we put a table leg on it instead. <laughs> We just stuck this in your stump. There we Yar. go. And now I speak like a pirate. We stuck after it after that every time. Is that what happens? Yeah. Pirates are like, oh, I do like sailing the seven sea. It's gone Griswoldy again. Hello, I do like sailing the seven seas. <laughs> Turn into the Daleks. Oh, yeah, and they're Daleks as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God's sake. Ah, uh-huh, me, hearties. <laughs> yeah. 
That was Stephen Hawking, not a Dalek. And then you stick the wooden leg in them, or in the Dalek's case, you stick it in their head. So it's like instead of the plunger, they've got like a, a table leg sticking out of their head. And suddenly it's like, Arr! Exterminate, alienate, destroy all humans, arr, arr, me laddie. <laughs> yes. That's what happens to them, yeah. yeah. Um, That's quite a mental image. Wow. I mean, knowing how tough old men are from my dad, you know, I reckon my, my dad's like 80 almost now. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. That would be that's a lie. He seems 80. But when he's 90, he's still going to be a tough mm. old, like, you know, he's been through a lot, not taking any nonsense. You know, I probably couldn't even take my dad on, you know. So I don't think I could take more than about one 90-year-old. You think, the thing about your dad is I think he is a superhero. I think he is a bit like Claire, the cheerleader from Heroes. Mm. There was that time he was pissing around with guttering on the roof and he fell off of the ladder. He's doing that every week. And he broke his neck, but then he got up with a broken neck and he like went (laughs) with his head to straighten (laughs) the neck up. And then he carried on. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, I've I've fallen off of the roof. Oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) I've fallen off. Off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) I've fallen off the roof. (laughs) No. And then he had to. He got. He fell on the. He fell onto one of the tables, and he got the table leg like stuck in him as like an extra arm. Where? Oh goodness. (laughs) Oh. And then he spoke like a pirate after that. Wow. Um, That's actually what happened. Jeez. True. Well. Wow, Blimey. that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I, I, otherwise, five-year-olds. I don't know how many. How many could you conceivably take? Like, like five or six, maybe. I think. I think you know you could hold a couple of them at bay. Maybe one. One on a good day. Do you think? I don't know. I think. I mean, could, what if I'm asleep? What they ambush you? Yeah. They just start, like, nibbling on my toes or something, and they turn me into a zombie. Uh, but I think it would be more of, like, an arena-style battle. So, you know, you'd be... What the be fuck? Simon versus five-year-olds. Gladiatorial combat me and zombie five-year-olds. Yeah. You know how it would end? There you go. Mummy, mummy, can I listen to the yoke card? Fuck off. Mummy, no! (laughs) (laughs) uh, Obviously, that's J.K. Rowling in The Child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a good question. Thank you, Gregory. He's actually sent another one here. Um, Simon. Oh, great. Do you believe in ghosts or haunted spirits? And would you stay in a haunted house for 100, 100, 100 pounds? So, 1 million, 100 million pounds. Would you stay in a haunted house for 100 million pounds? Not like a haunted house for Halloween. Right. Or like the one at Universal Studios. Wow. Added that in. But like a haunted house that's on the edge of a crevasse that falls straight to hell, where you must watch Satan sitting on the toilet. And the house where the housewife brutally murdered her child and stuffed them in the chimney. Now, what? That's a strange paragraph. That is, uh, which I hadn't read before. But 
now I've read it, I feel like I've, I, I sound like a lunatic. Let's analyze this. So not, not a normal haunted house, but one on the edge of a crevasse that falls straight to hell where you must watch Satan sitting on the toilet. And the house where the housewife right. brutally murdered her child okay. and stuffed them up the chimney. Now, maybe maybe she was in a sort of arena fight against five-year-olds. Maybe. But they, maybe that's what happened. They turned into zombies. They were killed. They were stuffed up the chimney. And their ghost is all dressed up really smart oh. in, like, school uniform. Oh, creepy. And he's actually haunting the house. And he wants to kill you. Um, so okay. it's an actual... Would you would you stay there for a hundred million pounds? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a hundred million pounds. I don't know because if if I would die, you know, if a ghost would kill me, I don't know if I'd really be in any danger. I mean, maybe I would go crazy, in which case, you know, hundred million pounds wouldn't do me any good because I'd be mad. I'd spend it all on. Uh, on the real money auction house in Diablo. <laughs> Who's putting up this a hundred million pounds anyway? I don't know. I don't know. A crazy billionaire, you know. Okay. He's lost his mind, and you know, he just wants to fuck with people, basically. Okay. Maybe he gets you know dozens of hundreds of people every year to do stupid things just to entertain him. So he's not even interested in this. It's just you know something okay. whimsical for him. So you know, t- tell me, tell me what's happening. So you you, you pull okay. up to this house. So a t- the taxi pulls up, and you know that the the man, the taxi driver, he says, you know, at seventeen pound forty, mate. And I'm like, okay, seventeen pound forty. I look in my wallet. I've got like about eight pounds in cash, but I've got my card on me. And I say, you know, I, I've only got eight quid in cash. Can I pay by card? And he just sort of, he goes like, uh, it's an extra two quid if you pay by by card. And I say, well, I don't, I don't have enough cash. And he says, are you sure you, you know, you don't have a, you know, 20? And I look in my wallet and I'm like, no, I've only got that. And he says, okay. So I have to pay an extra two pounds on top of the 17 pounds 40 for the fare. But, also, you know, I feel like I should leave a tip. Now, this is awkward because £17.40 plus the £2 charge for using a card is £19.40. And what I did without even thinking, right, I said 20 quid. We'll round it up to 20. And he looked really angry during it. And I thought it was because of the hassle of doing the card thing. But it turns out I only tipped him 60 pence. Now, I didn't even think. You know, oh, because, God, because, I, because I yeah, yeah, I didn't realize because I were thought I was rounding to pay up 17 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, I only I only tipped him 60p and, you know, I leave, you know, the taxi driver and he drives off and he looks really pissed off. And it's only when he drives off that I realize, you know, that I've only tipped him like an insultingly small amount of money. If I had just paid the 19 pound 40 then he probably wouldn't have thought much of it. But the fact that I tipped him such a small amount of money, that was an insult. It's like when you have a meal and you leave like five pence in change instead of, you know, like a fiver. It's like, you know, this is terrible. His, you know, five p. That's terrible. God, that's, that, 
That is terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, this is a terrifying story already. Um, I mean, typically in horror films, you know, the taxi driver is like, oh, I'm not sure you want to go over to the old Wilson place, you know. Well, are you sure about it? No, he'd never been there before. Had he never been there? He didn't know anything about it. He's not a local taxi driver. I wouldn't have gotten a local taxi driver. I got him from Bristol. He drove all the way to this place, which is why the fare was, you know, so much. Oh, right. Well, it can't have been that far if it was only if it was only £19. Well, it, the fare was £17.40. I mean, £17.40, it can't... So how far is this place out of Bristol? I mean... It, it was only a couple of miles, I guess. But, you know, it's a big it's a big area around around here. And he obviously wasn't from this part. Right. You know, maybe it was up north of Bristol and he's from the south of Bristol. Maybe Devon or right. Somerset or somewhere. But surely, surely, you know, rumours of this haunted place would have you know, gone around amongst the cabbies and, and they would have, you know, told each other, oh, you know, be careful of the old Wilson place. It's it's haunted, terribly haunted. No, he didn't seem to have heard of it. He'd never heard of it. I mean, it took us a while to get going because, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm going to the old Wilson place. And he said, sorry, mate, where's... And I said, the old Wilson place? And he said, I, I, don't, I don't know of it, mate, sorry. And I had to check the email I got from the invite and get the postcode so that he could put it into the GPS. But he didn't really know how to use the GPS, so I had to enter all the things for him. So I had to go through, you know, set destination to, set the postcode, BS, whatever it was. So he didn't even really know. He had no idea. He had no idea. And, of course, I go through all this trouble, and in the end, I only tipped him 60p. Maybe he thinks that I was so pissed off at having to enter all that stuff and pay the extra two quid that, you know, I only gave him that tiny tip. Wow. And that weighed so heavily on my mind, you know, for the whole evening that I spent in that haunted house that it didn't really bother me, all the ghosts and stuff, because I was just sat there at the kitchen table, there was like a severed head of a child rolling by on the counter. And all <laughs> I could think was, I only tip that guy, you know, 60p. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to get a taxi back from this place. Mm. What if it's the same guy? Oh, God. I mean, again, I'm not, I've only got eight quid cash on me, so I'm going to have to pay by card again. And it's going to be about the same amount. Well, you can't call a local taxi driver because, you know... They're not going to come. Well, I ain't got the number for a local one. I only got the one for the one in Bristol on my phone. And I ain't got much of a signal here. So, you know, I don't want to piss around and start ringing at all these different cab places. So, you know, and by morning when I leave, you know, I might only have like 8% battery left on my iPhone. So, you know, oh. And all of this was troubling me so much that, you know, I barely noticed the walls bleeding and, you know, the the skinless cats crawling across the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and Satan just having a shit uh, in the bathroom. Yeah, there's not many... There wasn't many windows facing the crevice, so, you know... He, oh, right. He may not have been there yeah. taking a dump. I assume he's not taking a dump 24 hours a day. Well, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe he eats a lot of eggs. We don't know. In hell. He's constantly... Wow. And cheese. Possible. He's constantly uh, on visiting the bathroom. Cheese omelettes. He eats too many cheese omelettes in hell. Very, 
Very possible. Well, there you go. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Gregory, for that uh, that letter. I feel like, you know, I know him. I can call him Greg. Sure. Crikey. Well, that was an adventure. <laughs> um, good. Okay. So, shall we uh, Shall we move on to the next one? Sure. Sure. This is from Arc- Arc- Arcturus Iducus. Right. Also known as Arthur. We'll call him Arthur for short. Hello, Arthur. Um, hey, Arthur. He says, he says, hello, I've made up some cool questions for you to discuss. If you could leave five rules or five wise sentences for your ancestors to read 350 years later. Now, where is he from, Lewis? Is he Indian? Is he Chinese? Is he Norwegian? I've got no idea. He's, he's multinational. Okay. If you could leave five rules or five wise sentences for your ancestors to read 350 years later, what would they, what would they be? So five rules or five wise sentences for your ancestors to read. So if you could impart your knowledge um, from the past... Like you'd have to time capsule. So almost like, I mean, this would be your great, 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 great granddad leaving you a message, right? What do you think he would leave you? And, you know, what do you think you would want to leave him? Your great, 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 great grandson. I would say, I would say, be excellent to each other and party on. Wow. Dude. Okay, one. That would be one. Be excellent to each other and party on. Is that a quote from Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventure? It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Very wise words. Exactly. And I think it bears repeating. And it's something that should be remembered. Whoa, man. Be excellent. <laughs> okay, it's good. Wow. Number two. Number Let's two. Number two. Um, don't eat the yellow snow. I think that's a very important lesson. Oh, uh, that's a proverb. I mean, that's going to be, you know... Um, it's like something you'd find in a fortune cookie, isn't it? Yeah. That one. I was thinking of something more personal, you know, some, something that you've learned from from in your life, rather than sort of these catchy, you know, okay. things that sort of throw away lines. So I was thinking of something a bit more... So that's so that's that's two universal, well-known pearls of wisdom and yeah the remaining three should be based on my years of experience yeah okay i've got a good one i've got a good one make sure everything's dead before you loot i think it's a very important one (laughs) (laughs) no mid-combat looting because that's just rude okay Right. Very useful if in 350 years' time there has been a sort of some sort of post apocalyptic war. Yeah. And, you know, your great, 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 and is, you know, a scavenger uh-huh. in a kind of Fallout esque world. You know, make sure, make sure they're dead before you loot their corpses. Yes. It's, although, good. it's a good bit of advice. Although, Solid. actually, if you think about it, right, if you're being attacked by, you know, a bunch of mutants and you kill a couple, and there's more coming towards you. What if the mutants had like guns and stuff on them? Surely you'd want to loot the guns to shoot 
the new mutant mutants that are coming. Mutants are they cows? So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good advice anymore. Mutants. Um. Um. Well, but you have to take every every piece of advice with with a pinch of salt and mm. and measure it. Judge judge it. You know, it should be taken with a cellar salt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Um, that's a good one. I like that. I think that that's practical. It's uh, applicable to many circumstances. It certainly is. If the world has you know turned into a bad bad situation. Okay, go on then. So imagine instead that you know these guys, the world isn't post-apocalyptic though. I think we should try no. and do a catch-all. So imagine that this sort right. of a Back to Future world with jetpacks and and uh, hoverboards and oh. uh, floating billboards and okay. um, future crime, that kind of stuff. Like you know, Minority Report meets Terminator meets the Jetsons. Wow, that is like that would be the best movie ever. First of all, <laughs> that would be incredible as a crossover. Oh my god! Wow, not a dystopian future, but more of a, a utopian future society. Yeah, yeah, where you can get in your little space car and drive up to a, a takeaway like burger joint that's like in orbit, and you can like party and drink wine out of like a. Bubble. No, no, no. You'd drink it out of a pill, wouldn't you? You'd just have a pill and that'd be a bottle of wine. <laughs> mm. or, or you'd have mm. like a little drip of water on it and it would like swell up to the size of a bottle of wine. <laughs> or what? Wow, a dehydrated bottle of wine. Yeah. In pill form. That'd be incredible. Okay. Well, in that case, some very wise words of advice. Keep all of your food pills in waterproof packaging. <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than going down to Sainsbury's on a rainy day. Other food supermarkets are available. Going down to Sainsbury's on a rainy day and you don't take a bag with you and you walk out with like a fistful of pills. The rain hits it and suddenly there's a magnificent feast all over the pavement. Yeah, there's just like a big, a a whole roast chicken like just springs out (laughs) of your pocket. And you yeah. overflow, and you're like covered in steaks, and oh. like you know. Oh no! There's like a, a roll of ch- a, a truckle of cheese just rolling <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> sausage rolls oh. just spill out of your breast pocket. Oh, the sausage rolls everywhere! Oh goodness! So yeah, always keep your food pills in waterproof packaging. Okay, so that's number four. Good. Um, that's a good one. That is, a, that is a, good. a good one. Less less applicable if it turns out that you know there's an apocalyptic sort of scenario and everybody is scavenging. Depends how you know how long that scenario is. Though I mean, if it's if it's a future apocalypse, they may well have food pills before the apocalypse. So you know, that's a good point actually. So it could may still be relevant. They could be both useful, be relevant. Yeah. I'm a man, and when I'm not having a pint in the pub. Working on chip building site, I'll listen to your pod. The final one. The final one. I think it should be something to do with, um, you know, future, future work, future, future love, something like that, where, you know, in the future, you know, relationships may have changed. We may have changed. We may be living for hundreds of years. You know, medicine might be keeping people alive. We all, we all might be inside machines mm-hmm. as well. Our brains might have been sort of transplanted out and put into computers. So we might be having these sort of wow. virtual 
we might all be living in a virtual world um you know like the matrix or it might be you know oh. like something crazy cyberspace cyberspace we would be living in cyberspace it's the new frontier you know it might be like something out of doctor who like your face just gets stretched over a a, a vat of goo and you're like you're like actually just a big wobbly vat of goo with your face and a computer in it. Wow. I don't know. That sounds amazing. So what would you give advice to people if they were in that sort of, you know, cyberpunk future? Uh, is there anything you'd you'd say? Oh my god. That's quite a that's quite a, a complicated scenario that you've sort of laid out there. And I c I don't know whether my life experience and things I've learned during it would be terribly useful <laughs> for that. Um, if you're going on a long journey, make sure you bring wet wipes with you. Uh, because cucumber ones are quite nice. If you need to freshen up, it's, it's almost like taking a shower. You feel so much better afterwards. There you go. Magic. That is a great bit of pearl of wisdom. That's a pearl of wisdom. Well done. You've picked it. You've picked the cherry off the tree. I've picked that cherry off of the cherry tree and I've put it on the delicious Sunday of wisdom. <laughs> if you ever go on a long journey, get yourself some wet wipes. Absolutely. Get yourself some wet wipes. Why not? You, you dummy. Come on. What are you playing at, you dingus? <laughs> For your health. <laughs> And that would work. That would work. I mean, you you, you could use it to like wipe down your uh, input plug, you know, on your forehead or wherever you plug your computer into. My my dirty input um, hole. You could use yeah. it to, you know, when you when you have to jack in, uh, you could wipe that down. <laughs> Lovely. Wow. Lovely. Uh, You're disgusting. Absolutely. So, so there you go. So, yeah, that's that's good. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, Arthur. That is, thank you, Arthur. Thanks. That was a magical smile. So next, we've got a a letter from Ben Lane. Lane. He sent us quite a few questions. Hello. He, yeah, is he related to you? He might be. He might well be. Maybe. My cousin Ben. He says, Simon. Ben. Uh, love you. Love your stuff. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. Oh. So are you. All hail the Derpy Bird. This might have been from a while back, because that Derpy Bird was quite a while ago. Yeah, bloody hell. It's from last year. If you could travel back in time and only change one thing, what would you change? So you could go back you could go back proper far. So I mean don't don't just don't just don't Proper far. Yeah, don't just don't just splurge the answer out. Don't say oh kill Hitler. Right? You need to think you know, more deeply about it. Okay. Okay. You need to, you need to think, okay, you've got your own past, you've got your own ancestors, you know, you could change the way, you know, you could make yourself king, you could make yourself rich, you could, you know, also you can go back way far. You can go back to like dinosaurs uh, or Jesus times or whenever. Um, um, I think I would go back in time and kill Hitler. <laughs> oh no. Why would you kill Hitler? No, 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 no. Okay, that was a joke. Good. Uh, <laughs> I would, I'll tell you what, I would go back to Jesus times, as right. you said, <laughs> so poetically, <laughs> and I would actually, I would save Jesus, right? 
right. would stop him from dying, uh, from being crucified. Now, how would you do this? So then he wouldn't have died for our sins. Oh. So we would all be damned. Oh. <laughs> Everyone from then on would be damned. And I would laugh. And I would... I would then carve in the side of a mountain a giant troll face. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I would invent the phonograph, and I would record myself singing the Trollalolol song, and I would bury it in the mountain. So, I mean, okay, I want to know how you would infiltrate Jesus times, and, like, how you would then rise, raise, like, how you would basically get Jesus down off the cross. I would disguise myself as a Roman centurion. Okay. And what would happen is I would hide and wait until a Roman centurion walked by, and then I would, like, bang him on the head and then drag him into a closet, remove his clothing, remove my clothing, fool around with him a bit, (laughs) then put on his clothing, dress him in my clothing. Right. And then I would say, I would come out dragging his still unconscious body, and I would say, hey, everyone, I've caught a Jew that's claiming to be Jesus. And they would go, what? But we've got Jesus here. And I'd go, no, no, this is the real Jesus. That's just some guy you've got there. And then I would do the old swapsy. The switcheroonie. And I would take the real Jesus, and I would swap him for this guy. And I would then take Jesus with me and I'd say shh don't don't if anyone asks your name is Dave and hang on hang go, on hang on he'd have to have a Latin name so he would be like Davidos uh, or Davinos or something like that or Davidicus I don't think Jesus I don't think he was Roman so he wouldn't have spoke oh. Latin or had a Latin name unless you mean like Latin as in Latin American oh he would be Eduardo <laughs> Edward, <laughs> sure. So you spirit him away, do you, to a secret hidey hole? Yeah. And I would raise him as my son. And we would be very happy together. It'd be really cool because I would get him to turn water into wine. Uh, but I would do it in, like, farms. So all of the livestock would just be drunk all the time. So all the cows would be pissed up on booze. Right. So you do, like, prank miracles. Yeah. I would prank miracle people. I would basically sort of, like, I would hold Jesus' hand and I would sort of wave it around and <laughs> random miracles would happen. That's how I imagine it would work. Uh, <laughs> so i just sort of wave his hand around. And he'd be like, no, what are you doing, Simon? I'd be like, ah. And, like, There'd be a leper on the floor, and I'd sort of like wave Jesus' hand, and the leper would be cured. And I'd be like, ah, I cured you. Ah, how do you like that? And he'd say, thank you very much. And then I'd wave Jesus' hand again, and all of the water in his body would turn into wine, and he would die instantly. Oh, my God. I thought he might turn into a giant (laughs) fish. What? What? Well, like, because the... Th- that's interesting reasoning. If you thing turn is, is, a man's body, well, no. right? If you turn all the water inside of a man's body into wine, he turns into a fish. 
That's what, no, 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 no. How, but how does Jesus that has work? like a, a a number of miracles. I mean, you're you were a scientist. You studied chemistry. Maybe that's what happens. Is that what you did in your labs? You, you turned, turned men into, into fish. fish. No, but didn't I mean Jesus had the power to like walk on water? That was one of them. And he also had the power. Does sushi come from hobos? Wow, is that what happens? I don't think so. So, um, the second thing he did was he did the miracle with the loaves and and the fishes, didn't he? Because he could like make. He oh could right, make that's more. true. Yeah, and that's as far as I know. I think there were others, but those are the ones that stick in my mind. Yeah. So I mean, what I'm saying is, if you did wave his hand around, you know, the random miracles. He brought a guy back from the dead as well, Lewis. Don't forget that one. Or maybe he could just bring the leper back from the dead again. Then a really alcoholic zombie leper. Oh my god. Why would he suddenly become an alcoholic? That's what I don't get. Because he's well, because he's got his blood is wine. His blood is yeah. His blood is wine, so he'd become an alcoholic. I don't know. I don't know. But well, he'd that. have to be, wouldn't he? Because he'd have to keep replenishing it with uh, fresh wine, like a vampire. He would be like a vampire only with wine. Hello, I am Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II. And this York pod is by royal appointment. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. One fancies a Jaffa cake. This is a letter from Michael Hanrahan. He asks, Simon, if you had the chance to crossbred or splice animals together... Actually, I think he wrote slice. Crossbred or slice animals. That's making me hungry. Together. Oh. To create an awesome or demented sandwich thing. Ham and beef. What animals would you choose? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, he's answered his own question, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, sorry. So if you had the chance to crossbred or slice animals together to create an awesome or demented animal, what animal would you choose? So, so minimum animals two, mm. maximum animals five. So you can actually blend multiple things together. It's very specific. Imagine isn't you've it? got like a what's what's your favourite kind of sandwich? Okay, so pig and cow and chicken, pig, cow, and chicken straight away. Right. So so pig, cow, and chicken. Do you like having that in the same sandwich? Do you like having bacon, like beef and chicken together in a sandwich? Isn't that a bit? I think that a bit crazy. Is it pastrami the thin beef? Yeah, yeah. thin sorted beef. So pastrami sausage and fried chicken in a sandwich tell me that doesn't sound delicious well it does it does but corned beef ham slices of chicken (laughs) well there's only so much you can do with chicken isn't there let's be honest but the thing is we could always blend it with a little bit of lettuce as well and a little bit of tomato like you know we could could splice the genes of some animals in some some vegetables in there as well fruits bacon roast beef and (laughs) and chicken (laughs) i love the way you're just repeating that over and over again (laughs) you're not interested your answer is the most delicious animals whack them together yeah, would you not like? Would you not? Do you not think it would be good to like use anything a bit more exotic? Though I mean, you know, like something like ostrich or or dodo nope. or like dinosaur nope. or nope. like tiger or rhino. Dodos must have been very tasty, though. Dodos were apparently absolutely delicious. Yeah, which is why they're all gone because we ate them all. That's well, literally what happened. Dodos were so delicious, we ate them all. I don't think we ate them all. I think dogs 
ate them all. Dogs liked them a lot as well, and we we sort of introduced dogs, and they didn't have any you know natural predators on Madagascar or wherever it was, and therefore they all just got they got nommed up by the the, the wild dogs. Uh, I think I, I think that's a rumor that might not have actually happened. Citation needed, but yeah, I'm thinking more of a I'm thinking more of a club sandwich. Okay, so I was thinking you know like chicken and bacon, but then like you know. Uh, avocado, maybe whack that in there as well. It's not an animal, is it? The avocado. <laughs> you don't see a herd of avocado in a field, do you? Well, no, but no, but if we're if, look, if we're <laughs> splicing have, animals, have a bit of avocado. So have a bit of rocket in there, bit of arugula or whatever it is they call it in America. Listen, if we're splicing animals together. Let's add a few veg as well. Let's let's balance it. Stick a cucumber up a pig's ass, and you'd be fucking happy, wouldn't let's you? Ha- let's have a little bit of arugula. There you go. That's not crossbreeding an animal. Just sticking a vegetable into <laughs> another animal. Uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> also, we got right. Well, we've done it. We've already done it. There's no need to talk more about this. We got chicken, chicken, cow. Pig, right? Chikawig. The most delicious of animals. The Chikawig. 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 Okay. Now I, I still think that I still think that you're missing something. I mean there's all sorts of lovely meats out there, like kangaroo or um buffalo or uh those little hamster things, like those big hamsters, uh deer. You know, this rabbit. <laughs> no, no, um, no, let's go back. What? Those big hamster things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The big hamsters that they eat in in, in Mexico and places like that. In, the Incas. Um, the the, the, the big Americans. hamsters they eat in Mexico? Yeah, you... they eat massive hamsters. <laughs> Rats. What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're bigger than that. They're like the size of... Guinea they're, pigs? They're like... No, no, no! They're like the size of like, like, like smaller than a cow, but bigger than a pig. No, they're about the same size as pigs. Capybara. Yeah, capybaras. Capybaras. There you go. Oh my god! Oh people my god. eat them. Delicious. I didn't know people ate them. Of course they do. They're like they're like lovely. Are you sure about this? Are you absolutely sure that people <laughs> eat them? I'm pretty sure they get eaten. I'm pretty sure they're quite tasty. Yeah. Well, that is messed up. Well, what else would you do with them? They're like big, friendly hamsters. I don't know. You could keep them as pets in a really big wheel, you know, <laughs> so they run around in. That's what they use like a in water like wheel. South America they- to power their electricity. <laughs> <laughs> the giant hamsters. Wow. Do you not think that, that blending something like that, you know, I mean, we we don't, you know, you can't just be crazy. We'd have to do our research, you know. We'd have to find out what the most delicious <laughs> so things you want are. To- what? You want to crossbreed a capybara with an avocado. <laughs> so what you want to do? Well, I mean, they're basically the same shape already. What a delicious sandwich that would be. Capybara and avocado. God, that sounds mm. amazing. I'm starving right now for that. Of course. I think I can give that a miss. We've, I'll we've, give that a miss quite we've happily. We've overlooked a big okay. part of this. You know, a big part of it is, mm. um, you know, breeding together sort of the ultimate battle animal as well. You know, or breeding together, you know, um, other sort of things that would benefit mankind in some way. How do we breed these things together? Do we, like, take them out on a date, like a capybara and an avocado? (laughs) 
we have them watch Twilight Breaking Dawn bow, together bow, and like bow, bow, go out and they have a bow, meal lit by candlelight. Bow, and yeah, then like we skip forward a few hours. They're in like a, a hotel, there's a hot tub, you know, they're drinking champagne that's in like the you know bucket of ice. There's rose yes. petals on the bed. The capybara's like eyeing up that avocado. The avocado's like sort of shivering with anticipation. <laughs> How? Oh God! I don't know. What, I don't like where this is going. Is it going to end up with the avocado being? We know where it's going. Up. Oh my God! Oh my God! Wow! Uh, you don't have to be so blunt. Wow! Look, Lewis. What? When a capybara and an avocado <laughs> love each other very much. Yeah. Go on. Some something magical happens. Something magical and happens, and we're back nine months later. Out of the avocado pops a little baby... Capicardo. <laughs> a ca- a capicardo. Let's call it what? A capicardo. A cap- it works. A capicardo. That's beautiful. A capicardo. Yeah. It goes... Wow. Um, oh, wow. Hurt my own ears doing that. Now, okay... Here's another thing. If okay. right, you know you've been eating fruit salads, haven't you? You quite like a fruit salad. Um, I've seen you buying them. Yeah, I like a fruit salad. The road. Now, if you could blend together, you know, splice together all all the fruits in that fruit salad to make the you know the ultimate fruit, um, you know, what what would that be comprised of? And would would you think do you think that would be a good idea? Or, or do you like having sort of the five different fruits in there than eating sort of mouthfuls of the different combinations? It, do you have a sort of a preferred? Well. I don't eat mouthfuls of all the different fruit. I don't like eat it all at once. Well, I thought the idea of a fruit salad was that you ate like multiple bits of different fruit at the same time. You didn't have like one blueberry at a time. You don't like shove like a bit of apple, a bit of, you know, banana, a bit of strawberry, a couple of blueberries. That's what I do. A bit of melon all in your gob at once. Yeah, Are you, you do. Are you kidding me? Of course What's you do. with you? Well, you're... You just go... <laughs> But, but you're not one of these people. Oh, this, is, oh, this is very healthy for you. <laughs> it's nice because you get all the different flavours together. Are you one of these people, like Hannah, who um, like has like you know like meat, potatoes, and beans on their plate, and they will eat all the beans first, and then they will eat all the potatoes, and then they eat the meat last? Are you you're not you're not like that. Is that. Weird. Are you? I'm not like that. But you what say, I do you say is, you wouldn't like combine them a bit. You wouldn't have a little bit of beans with a little bit of a little bit of steak or a little bit of you know a little well, bit. Well, yeah, mash. I do do that. But but with a fruit salad, I think it's nicer just eat you know a piece of apple and then eat a bit of pineapple. You don't shove a pineapple and a mango in your mouth and go. Mmm, mmm, mmm. I think that's a bit weird. No, 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 no. It's not. That's what I do. I mean, any in any case, do you prefer? That? What do you think, listeners? Should we have a, a vote on this what, on the forums? On whether somewhere? we create a fruit, which is like all on, the ultimate on whether, fruits combined. How do you eat fruit salad? Is Lewis crazy? Am I the one that's which, totally misguided? Which is the order to which you would eat the fruit salad as well? So, where do you start with the fruit salad? Do you start, you know, with the with the kiwi, or with the watermelon, or with the pineapple? I'm interested to hear this. Um, I don't know, actually. I think I'd probably go for 
some blueberries and maybe a bit of kiwi first. Right. Because they're sort of not so strong flavours. And then he leaves some of the stronger flavours for the end. Right. Like pineapple, which is a very acidic, strong flavour. I think it's quite good to leave that to the end. So you start off with softer things and then you go to more extreme tastes. I think that's generally a good way to do things when you're eating. Do you think people should try and blend stuff together to like make fruits that are, you know, like orange and cranberry? You know, because you get that quite commonly, you know, these common fruits that are blended together. As a juice. Yeah, like as a juice. Mm. So do you think they should actually try and make those... Raspberry and cranberry would be incredible, wouldn't it? It'd be a very tart fruit, though, wouldn't it? It'd be a very tart fruit. Very tart. A fresh, tart fruit. <laughs> Careful, your false um, teeth are about to fall out, I think. What about strawberry and banana? What about that? What would that look like? A straw banana. I mean, they're two. They're two very different fruits. I guess it would be just. I'm not sure how it would work. Just be like a slightly fatter red banana. Would it have a peel on it though? Would the seeds be on the outside or? Well, you can always customize. You can customize. You know, genetics is all about choosing the elements you want. So, I mean, you could just have the the banana looking like it is, but it tastes. Can I have it in the shape of the baby? Wow, like a jelly baby. The Stranana, the Stranana would be would be its name. The Stranana in Stranana. the shape of a baby, infant, child. Well, like a jelly baby, or are you talking about? Are you are you talking about in the shape like an actual I mean, to... baby, the size right. of a baby, and the shape of a baby. And when he eats it, it cries. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, so what you're suggesting? It cries is... apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what it pees and poos. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Pineapple juice. Oh, of course. And chocolate milkshake. you got to put a little diaper on it, and then you squeeze the diaper and pineapple juice comes out. Wow. Oh, God. What is... Oh. What? That is, that is, that is genetic spicing that's gone dis- wrong. It started off the tastiest fruit, and now it's like the grossest fruit. <laughs> Say the shape of a baby. What's that? That is really weird. I mean, that's oh dear. Oh, amazing! That was a terrible, terrible suggestion. Oh well, well, I was, I was very hungry, and now no longer. You know, fancy a stranana. <laughs> stranana. Oh no. Oh, that God. is horrible. Oh, that is so horrible. You're so tasty. I can't help it, <laughs> I can't help it. Ah, why? Ah. Oh God! Oh my God! Oh Jesus! Fuck. Stop! That is okay. messed up. Wow! Stop! stop. Oh dear! Oh. Um, this has been the Yog Pod. I don't. I don't really want to leave people with that sort of bad taste in their mouth. Um, but yeah, it's I not guess. bad taste because bananas are so tasty. You've been listening to the Yog Pod, episode forty-two, which was produced by the Yogs Cast and starred Simon Lane and Lewis Brindley. It was edited and mixed by me, Sparkles, who also wrote the cheesy background music you can hear right now. I've got to go, because I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Bye!